Dot FM. FM. Can't find your mouse? Have you looked under the desk? Like, well, I would kind of prefer three times a day. I mean, wow. I feel like 
I feel like there's like morning, nighttime, you and then one when spoiled you're chicken. when you're away, like then also afternoon. And in general, what was happening was afternoon and, and nighttime, and like the morning thing was not happening. Then again, in the morning I was sleeping, and he was going to get me coffee and breakfast and bring right. it back to me. That seems like a pretty good trade-off. Yeah, but it seems like we could have then had sex then. Okay. <laughs> well, now you're just being really greedy. A- am I? I, I, I just, you know, from my personal experience. <laughs> Usually when people judge you for, like, your happiness, it's because they're unhappy in some way. So <laughs> take it for what it is. Well, it was. It was quite glorious. But then I came home, and now I'm just as miserable as the rest of you. Yeah. Back in my regular life. So. Right. Oh, regular life. Actually, that's funny because all I do right now is think about how my vacation is almost here. I know. Which that's is so, right. I've never been that person. Like thinking about vacation? Well, just I've never been the person who's like, I'm working for my, you know, and it's, oh, my vacation's almost here. Like, I've never had a vacation like the one we're about to take, first of all. And I've always just kind of, I just, I just has never been my life. And like, one mm-hmm. of the things I've been worried about is being a person who's like, oh, I just got to put in my hours and get to that vacation. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And right yeah. now I'm like, oh, vacation's almost. And the truth is, is that like, I'm also already like ruining it by thinking like, but then it'll be over in a week. It'll be really fast. That's what I do too. (laughs) I do that too. I'm always thinking about the about trying to prepare myself and protect myself against the misery of it being over. Right. Yeah, I know. Boy, we're some real Debbie Downers. We are. Anyway. (laughs) Um. So um. So, you guys, this is a uh, sex and relationship advice show, and you can text us at nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. 971-220-5979 or you can call us at 503-233-7929 and you know advice I hate hate that word advice I mean you can you can call for anything uh, uh, that might be happening uh, you know for you but um, or you can uh, you know any questions you might have but you can also share stories or I don't know what kind of uh, witticisms? What kind of uh, vacation? It is summer. What kind of vacation sex are you having? Do you have any stories? Yeah. Any stories from your vacation sex? Yeah. Maybe that should be our um, text. Our challenge text challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your? What are your sex vacation sex uh, expectations and or experiences? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, on uh, when I was on this vacation, everyone around us were they were all. Uh, newlyweds yeah oh yeah and they're all super young too right yeah and they're all really young Where's and kind of annoying thing? i don't know no um and uh yeah they were very they were kind of annoying and mm-hmm. mostly we were trying to it was a, like overly social place and we were trying to keep to ourselves uh we didn't really want to hang out with any of them um so well, why would you anyway yeah exactly that's why i don't so i used to go on this vacation with a bunch of families to Orcas island and it was beautiful and the people who have put that together and made that happen are so incredible for having done that and mm-hmm. so I have nothing negative to say about it in and of itself but the reason I can't do it any longer is because it feels like the expecta- there's too much expectation to be with other people yeah and to in like you have to you know you sign up for cooking and cleaning and, those, and it just feels like I don't want to go on vacation when I go on vacation I'm such a like person who needs a lot of space that I, I want to make sure that no one's going to expect to get in my space or to have me that's go right. in their space. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that's why I hate bed and breakfasts. Ew. Yeah. They're the right? worst. I know. 
that's kind of what I was facing with, w- on this trip was a bed and breakfast unintentionally. Um, so, yeah, it was a little it was a little frustrating. But most, but also we were sort of made up like who we were and what and uh, you know what our relationship was and um, you know what yeah. we were doing at home. And well, we didn't do, we didn't do that much making up of what we were doing at home. But we did oh, you make mean up you created stuff. a narrative? Yeah, I love that. Did you say you were newlyweds? Uh, no, but we did. But we did say that we were married and and living together with our uh, with our blended family of children. Mm. Which, like, if people did the math, because sometimes people people would be like, "Oh, when did you meet?" And then it's like, <laughs> it's like, wait, how old is your child? Like, you know? Yeah, you really got to get that together. Yeah. So we didn't. Yeah. We, we didn't quite get it together. Yeah, you gotta get it. One time, I was at a park with an old boyfriend of mine when I was like nineteen or twenty, drinking beer with this, these two people who were playing guitar in the park. We ran into them. And they started talking to me, and I started talking to them, and they were saying, oh, you know, I, I feel like I know you from somewhere. And I was like, you know, and then they started saying where they thought it, they knew me from. And so I started having this whole thing where I was making up the entire thing, and I was just going on, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and they'd be like, and old, old, like, fire knuckles. And I was like, yeah, old fire knuckles. <laughs> totally know that guy. We had that party where you fell down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, completely doing this thing with them for, like, two hours. And then afterwards, we were walking away, and John goes, wow, that was amazing that you ran into those guys. And I was like, <laughs> I've never met them before in my life. And he was like, wait, what? Like the whole time you were making up the entire thing? And I was like, get to know me. We have a text that simply says, Cunnilingus is my fave. But I'm so curious from this text. Is that a female or a male? That's exactly what I want to know. Because is that your curiosity? Yeah, because it's my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a, I feel like whenever men say that, it's always like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it, of course, yes, I know you're, you know, you're trying to let me know that you want to mm-hmm. do that for me, and that yeah. I'm s- somehow supposed to be impressed. But I mean, uh, I also really like to, to, I like both aspects of that, mm-hmm. each the, to be the receiver and the giver of that myself. And yes, so that's right. I understand, I understand that too. You do enjoy giving. I it. don't. I don't think that that's necessarily what's happening, but I understand why it might seem that way. I'm going to assume it's a man because for women, we can just assume that cunnilingus is more uh, more often than not. I know a lot of women, there are women who it's not their favorite, but I, I would assume like for most women that it's their fave. Or at least in the top two. Yeah. And so they don't need to announce it. <laughs> you know? That's like Tanya Miller who was on, you know, when uh-huh. you were gone and uh, has been on previously. Our friend Tanya Miller. Yes. We were at a party one time at, uh, after school and... Um, I walked out onto the back patio and everyone was staying around and all that, uh, that all that happened when I walked out all I heard was Tanya Miller yelling from the backyard anal sex is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> and you were like we're going to be friends I was yeah. <laughs> it was so funny and I was first of all I was like what I was kind of agog really <laughs> right <laughs> out right. of all the things out of all the things that's your favorite <laughs> yeah exactly uh. You know, in, I was just thinking in terms of vacation sex because there was a whole. Um, uh, I have a friend actually who is an editor for all of these awesome erotica anthologies. Her name's uh, uh, Rachel Kramer Bussell, and she uh, she does like all the best sex writing anthologies. And she's an anthology about just hotel sex, hmm. which is like. Yeah, there's a, absolutely that's a, thing. a thing. Totally a thing. You know, because yeah. you can be as loud as you want. You can make a big mess. You can, you know, you can. You can have autonomy or anonymity, rather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's something quite lovely about. Mostly, I think it's probably about the fact that you don't have to clean up after yourself. Yeah, but but then again, there's like several different components to that kind of fantasy or 
fetish or whatever it is with hotels because it can be like the seedy hotel mm-hmm. can be part of it for mm-hmm. people or it can be like the really nice hotel where you're like oh yes. it's luxurious that I have to do and they have the robes yes <laughs> I can wear slippers and a robe and I can <laughs> order room service um, exactly so you know there are lots of different ways to look at that particular fantasy and I have to admit that part of what I'm thinking about with the uh, you don't have to clean up is the first night on my uh, on my vacation I was right at the tail end of my period but you know, like it's it was there's still like a tiny, tiny bit trail, of, a little. Yeah, <laughs> tiny bit. And I was thinking, thank God we're in a hotel. Like, I don't have to deal with this, you know. And sure enough, next day, I mean, it wasn't really a hotel. It was more like bungalows. But next day, like new sheets it was all yeah. it was all done. I didn't have to worry about it. Of course, it was a small enough place where I like was. You know, seeing oh, the housekeepers me. around, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm the filthy woman, mm-hmm. right?" Uh, the t- I'm assuming it's the same texter wrote. I'm very orally inclined. Okay, but are you male or female? I'm just yeah. curious. Like, and who who you know? Are you yeah? Are you male and female? I and think are so. you I think that pro- I think because orally inclined, I think male. Yeah, male. I mean, could, uh, it could, could be, be female. Female who, who likes giving. Th- yeah, like we just said, but. Yeah. I'm guess, but again, I'm guessing male because women don't tend to an- announce it. Need to announce it as much, right? You know. No, I agree with that. Yeah. It's it seems like a given that you would enjoy that if you're. Yeah. Although I know a lot of women who. Oh, don't. it's a dudette. Okay, I'm really glad to hear that. Actually, that changes the whole thing. Changes. But, the whole okay, thing. now I want to know if you mean giving or receiving. Yes. <laughs> or both. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming I love both myself. I'm assuming from early and I happen to be I happen to identify as female and I love both. Yes. Yes. Felicio, hmm. It's a whole different thing. Not as interested. (laughs) I mean I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it if I have to. (laughs) Which men all men love to hear. Is it that time again? Okay. Right. That's kinda that's like like that that's the that's the biggest turn on for them. Right. Actually it often is. Fine. I <laughs> 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 and Parks and Rec recently I was watching where she was like, because no, there's nothing that men like more than when you find the thing that they love to do and excel at it and do it way better than them. <laughs> it's the best show. If you guys haven't watched that like recently, no, I, I recommend if yes. you're feeling depressed or sad, watch Parks and Rec yeah. on Netflix. It's really Yeah, helpful. that's true. Very helpful. Um, so I'm going to remind everybody of the text number, and then we'll take a break. Uh, so the text number is 971-220-5979, or you can call us at 503-233-9729, and we will be back to talk about more sex on Casual Sex.
Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com. We're back with Casual Sex, and you can text us with anything you want to say, really, about sex and relationships. But remember, this is an advice show. I'm a therapist. Uh, Leslie is like a highly intelligent, you know, scores off the charts of intelligence. Wow. I don't know, Mm -hmm. I'm making that up. But you're something like that, you know? You don't think I'm what? I mean, I said I'm making that up. Oh. I don't actually (laughs) know anything about your test scores. I, I, I don't test well. I <laughs> but I'm just saying, like she, like uh, it's just you know. I'm really we're, smart. We're best friends. That's true. And um, and I'm a therapist who specializes in sex and relationships, and we uh, we uh, you know talk about this stuff. And she's she's. I like have a my, lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. She has more experience, maybe more, but more interesting, more interesting experience than me, and definitely more diverse. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. so it is officially an advice show. So you can text us at nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. But you know, advice. You know, even like as a therapist, I don't give advice. Like I'm actually, I just have you know conversations really. So if you want to talk about anything related to sex and relationships, that's what we are here for. So we uh, spent the first fifteen minutes of the show talking about like vacation sex because that was relevant. Um. But also then we, something that came up in there was talking about um, like narratives that we can create, create and make up about our, our, our connection or, or relationships. And then we started, we were thinking we should, we could talk about role playing. Yeah. Well, because I think there's a, definitely role playing in sex, but also I think that there's so many interesting facets of the created narrative yeah because you know in some ways it brings so it can be just just be fun mm-hmm. or funny or whatever and kind of tricky and something like where you're both in on the secret when you're like in a group like that yeah or like with the people at the park or whatever yeah, it's sexy um and it can also be like living out a fantasy if you're in a situation that's not ideal like yes you like know, mine <laughs> being with someone that you can't be with all the time right you know and creating a narrative around what you would like that to look like yeah. in real life and then playing that out with you know, virtual strangers. Yes, that's right. It was it was really really wonderful. I, on the way over, I on the plane in the plane, he said, um, "So are we gonna pretend that we're married?" And he said, and he said, you know, and you'll be, um, we'll be doctor and miss and Mister, you know. And he said his name, and I said, I wouldn't take your 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 last name. And he said you wouldn't. He goes, well, would you take my first name? <laughs> no. <laughs> so he could take your name. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I really, I mean, I, uh, yes, it was, it's really enjoyable and, um, and almost, and, and a little crazy actually to be pretending and getting to be inside of that and like seeing what comes up. Well, the reason why I pointed out the distinction between the just sort of having fun with playing out like 
a narrative that you would like to see exist mm-hmm. with people you'll never see again mm-hmm. um, versus role playing and sex yeah. is because you really enjoyed the first, yeah. right? And the latter, you do not enjoy. Right. Right. Um, role playing? And yeah. Sex? And it's not, yeah, it's, yeah. Not that it always feels weird to me. Like when I see or when people want to do that, I'm always kind of like, okay, but it just yeah. feels so it's disingenuous. Yeah, it's fakey. Um, I mean, some people are into it. I, I, you know, I'd like to hear from people who are in- interested in. I wish I knew what the word it. is. It's not embarrassed. It's a different word. Cringy. Yeah, maybe cringy. That's what my twelve-year-old says. Maybe cringy. Just kind of like, uh, really, you want yeah. me to? And I did that plenty as an escort, of course, but that was. What sorts of role playing did you do? Oh, good lord! <laughs> I want to hear you c- anything. You name it. Tanya Miller is a really good person to talk about that because yeah. that's her whole job. But um, that's true. But oh, so many things like pretending, like you know, I had to. There was a couple times that I had to just basically draw a line and be like, let's not do this anymore. But nothing that was ever like pushing boundaries that mm-hmm. I was comfortable with in terms of ethics ever. Right. Um, that never even really came up. Mm-hmm. But more just like. Things like I, I I one time had this one person who liked really liked to um, role play that we were that I was someone different I can't remember the name but clearly it was someone he was a little obsessed with mm-hmm. and that his wife would be in the next room and we had to be really quiet and oh like, he liked um that. yeah and like is that your wife is that your wife you know <laughs> uh, and it always just made me feel really uncomfortable because I was always like I was always trying to like sort of push away what I knew about how. I actually felt underneath everything about mm. the women involved in, mm. you know what I mean? And so I didn't really want to like do like the sexual role play about deceiving someone's wife when I already yes, when was trying to was like, not, yeah, yes. uh, I was trying to divorce that from like what I was doing all right. the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, but, but many, many things I told you about when I had to step in beans. What? No, you did yeah. not tell me this. Yeah. I once Please had to, tell. I once had to step in beans, baked beans with in, my bare ew, feet. Ew, they were baked. They weren't like at least they like were baked dry beans, beans. Like, with like like orangey baked beans with like Ew. little pe- like floaty pieces of ham. Ew, God, that's <laughs> disgusting. So wait, so you had to? What do you mean you had to step in it? Like what did I you had want? to like squish it with my toes and ah. talk and talk dirty at the same time. What was his thing about? He had a foot beans. fetish, I guess. I don't know. He had a big beans fetish. Maybe yeah yeah I I think <laughs> Carrie I think we can pretty much. <laughs> I think we can go ahead and assume it's a baked bean fetish and not a foot <laughs> fetish. Because the baked bean fetish is so much more common. <laughs> Whenever he was around baked beans, he would like see them at the store and be like, oh, I can't. I shouldn't. Yeah, I, I shouldn't, shouldn't. I shouldn't. I can't. Yeah. Uh. And he would like only buy like the best baked beans. Just get the navy would, beans. He would hide them. Yeah. <laughs> he would hide them like in his uh, in his uh, night in his nightstand. The Those baked beans, beans in, in cans. Right. And sometimes he would pull them out. and. But he only liked Bush's baked beans. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you can text us uh, at 971-220-5979 or you can call us at 503-233-9729 uh, text us about I mean now this segment we're talking about uh, we got on role playing and stuff and uh, and fetishes uh, baked bean fetish <laughs> was one of them right? Um, which of course comes up most often and um <laughs> <laughs> it's we always know, the big we know you're fetish. out there. Yeah, it's always it's always showing up in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you should text us nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. We'd love to chat with you. Um, here's a text. My boyfriend just wants me to act like a porn star, so not really role playing, but he wants me to be slutty. But I have a hard time playing that character. Any advice for how to talk dirty and embrace sluttiness in sexuality? By the way, 
He doesn't make me feel degraded or anything. Well, only when I let him. Okay. Well, I yeah. mean, that can often be a part of it. Is yeah. a feeling degradation de- on both sides. Degraded. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, hard time playing the character um, because of so how to embrace the sluttiness. Um, uh, and I guess I, I guess I'm curious. He wants me to be slutty. So, like, what does that mean? Like, has had uh, uh, is always is super eager for sex all the time. And it sounds like dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Like, please, please, like, please, please have sex with me. Like, no, I don't know. I think it sounds like she's saying like a porn star. I think it sounds to me like maybe she's saying like oh, just super lots of dirty, dirty talk yeah. and like, yeah, you know. Does and I, what I want to know is like, does he want to like call you a slut and stuff during it? And yeah. You know, maybe maybe yeah is the discomfort come from being degraded yeah um and the other thing is when when this person says let's see make my friend um hard time playing the character any advice for how to talk dirty and embrace sluttiness and sexuality i guess yeah embrace which part the talking dirty and being really into sex in that sort of dirty way is that what's difficult or is the difficulty right. in being degraded one of my favorite things that happened actually it's you know, speaking of Tanya Miller, the first time we had her on, she's come up a lot tonight. I hope she'll listen. Um, was she actually had a formula for dirty talking that I thought was so useful and awesome, and I actually wrote down. Um, yeah, maybe oh God, Tanya, if you're listening, you should call it and tell us that formula. Yeah, um, the texter said that's what I'm saying. What does it mean to act like a slut? Right. What does it mean to act like a slut? I mean, I think that again, like so many, there's a. Uh, uh, a, a fetish for men, you know, because we live in this sort of Victorian culture. Puritanical. Where, yeah, where we're not supposed to, where especially women are not supposed to, uh, we're not supposed to like, se- we're not supposed to be interested in sex, we're not supposed to think about sex, and then that's, you know, what's so sexy is like getting a woman to have sexual desire. Right. I'm assuming that's what the fetish here is about. Right? And, yeah. And so I feel like for me, it's hard to say how you embrace a character of talking dirty and and loving the the sort of filthy, dirty aspect of sex, which mm-hmm. I do already. Like, mm-hmm. I actually enjoy that in, in my in sex already. And it's really natural for me. So I don't know if I didn't enjoy it or if I didn't feel comfortable. With that. So I guess it would be like finding comfort in a different aspect of sex, like just the rawness of sex, baby. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so it's hard for me to speak to that because I'm already sort of organically inclined toward that. Yeah. My guess is acting like a slut is just acting, just, you know, hopefully not acting like you really want it and want everything that's happening and want, you know, him and want his D and all that kind of stuff and, and being vocal about it. Being vocal about it, yeah. And I, and I can tell you, in my experience, both as an escort and not, um, is that that kind of, um, you know, slutty sort of, you know, dirty talk stuff or whatever is really, yeah, just about vocalizing what's happening and, like, mm-hmm. what feels good and using words that are turn-ons in the moment. Right. And I think, like, a lot of what, uh, what uh, Tanya Miller had said was, like, you say like I like you know I this is what's hap- this is what's happening this is what I want you know I want this I like this yeah you know declarative statements basically yeah uh, and lots of dirty words yeah lots of dirty words mm-hmm. sure why not uh, I mean for this particular thing 
that, that she's talking about that he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another text. I'm a straight female in my late 20s. I've struggled with depression and suicide, but I've spent the past two years learning and growing and stabilizing. The outside world tells me I'm beautiful. I've never had any trouble with men. They've tended to be incredibly attracted to my body and my quote-unquote mysterious aura. I'm really just shy, she says. <laughs> I've had a few relationships that have lasted a few years and have been great, but now I'm finding myself alone. It started intentionally. Solitude is a means to challenge myself, heal, learn, grow, and accept. Now, two years post-suicide attempt, I'm ready to meet people. I've always been incredibly sexual and believe humans are meant to be social. I don't know how to start again, how to meet people, or what to do with my unfulfilled desires. Any advice? P.S. You both have great voices. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was once told that I sound like a two-year-old who smokes. Oh, me too. Really? You too? Yeah. That's why we're friends. In front of my mother, someone said that. Oh, wow. Um, anyway. <clears throat> anyway, yes. Thank you for your text. So, um, that I mean, that's a... a a big complicated you know I don't know how to start again how to meet people you know what I, I hate when people respond to that being like well what are your interests yeah, yeah. why don't you just involve yourself in your interests right. and that it's not that simple us. it's just not that simple but and also I want to say before we even address that part I want to just say how incredible it is that you had the insight and the awareness to take time mm -hmm. for yourself yes and um, and heal as you said mm -hmm. um as a person who has dealt with suicidal ideation and things like that, you know, and I've been hospitalized for that myself, and I, and I think it can be really difficult to know how to con to continue on, and mm -hmm. it is really important that you, you know, take some time to get to know yourself and what you need and all that, and that's right, and and to like, uh, to the best of your ability, like exclude like external uh, difficulties or things that can make it more complex yeah. when you're struggling to stay alive. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Know? That's right. So I just want to say that to you, that I'm really happy uh, for you that you were able to get to that point. Yeah, that's really smart and really um, self-caring, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. And really, like, you know, smart and self-caring is like kind of, you know, you're 80% there then. Right. Toward... Um, toward meeting meeting someone attracting you know the thing about attracting people is or you know you don't have to all that stuff in the physical world like you know dating sites or or going you know following your in doing thing you know going to a knitting club or whatever your interests are <laughs> or whatever people say none of that's real like no, nothing really in that in that physical world thing is real what matters is is you wanting uh, you putting out there and you um, you know being clear in yourself that you 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 feel good and that you in that way and that you want to invite someone into your life and and I'm telling you just live your life and it will happen yeah I mean like it's I agree with that it sounds to me like you've already done some of the really important work toward knowing how to meet the right people mm -hmm. and and so now it just becomes you know, go out and do the things that you want to do. And when you start to re-engage with the world in a more public way, mm -hmm. um, just continue to be true to yourself and do the things that are right for you. And that is a really attractive thing. That's right. That's right. You know, there's a there's a reason why that happens that people always say, um, well, when I really wanted to meet someone and I really wanted a relationship, I never did. And then yeah. as soon as I never no longer wanted it or got into another one or whatever it is, now all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodwork. And that's not some like weird coincidence and that's not some weird, you know, mystical thing. It's really about um, how you carry yourself. That's right. And present yourself in the world. That's right. Exactly. And how genuine you are. Yes. Yes. And that's why I use the word invite it into your life versus like pursuing it. 
mm-hmm. pursuing it never rarely goes well. Mm-hmm. Um, but inviting, you know, doing your life, just focusing on yourself, being inside your life, but but being available to it in terms of your energy, you know, inviting it into your life. Um, uh, you know, just as a show before we take a break, uh, I thought it'd be worthwhile since we talked, since our texter talked about uh, her own previous suicidality, that we could throw out the National Suicide Hotline mm-hmm. is 1-800-273-8255, just in case, you know, anybody needs that. So mm-hmm. since we brought it up, I don't know, seems worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we want to remind everybody to text us at 971-220-5979. We really appreciate your texts, or you can call us at 503-233-9729. We will be right back with Casual Sex. You love your face. You love the taste. That sugar Support for X-Ray FM comes from Taboo Video. With the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere, Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment to the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at taboovideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver. Welcome back to Casual Sex. Uh, you can text us at 971-220-5979, or you can call us. There's still time at 503-233-7929. Um, we're talking, of course, we're talking about sex and relationships, and um, uh, I mean, we're talking about all sorts. Oh, our producer just let us know that that song was about cunnilingus. I wasn't <laughs> listening to the words, but I'm going to check that out later. I was talking to it. Yeah, well, it's not I'll funny. listen again. Yeah. That's, by the way, a good good note for don't talk during, I mean, don't if you're actually the, the giver. Don't, don't talk. Don't do a lot of talking. Don't do a lot of talking. Do you like this? How do you like this? Did I tell the story about that time that 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 ribbon like that I passed out at your birthday after your birthday party, (laughs) and I woke up and ribbon was still going to town, (laughs) and I was like, wow, (laughs) and and I said, geez, that is like some real dedication. I was like, you know what? I kind of because it was like three in the morning. I was like, I kind of just like fell asleep a little bit. I was like, I mean, that's no reflection on you. Like I had several beers or whatever. And he goes, oh, I I thought you were just resting. (laughs) That is a dedication. Taking a little break from Dedicated the expression partner. of enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> just taking a little nap. I need to take a little nap in the middle of this. You just keep going. It's going to be a long night. I'll come back to check night. your work. It's 
<laughs> We're in for like three hours here, son. <laughs> Let's go. That's yeah. In for the long haul. <laughs> Remember to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Our last texter uh, said, thank you. Even just having someone to say that all out loud and validate what I'm going through means so much. Appreciate your show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate you. Yes. We appreciate all of anybody who texts us or communicates with us at all. Okay. Oh, please. We we just desperately need your. Oh, my God. We just got done saying this is not the way to get <laughs> to get people's. Arthur, what is Arthur? Arthur what is that? Did Arthur forget his Am bong? Am I allowed to say that? Did Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Arthur forgot something. I bet it's like a dragon. Yeah, he yeah. forgot his dragon. Yeah, dragon bong. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he got it. He's out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I, I love Arthur. I love Arthur. I do too. All right. Um. So uh, I thought we could talk for the last like twenty five minutes of our show about um sexual intimacy, and there's so much there about like how to build it. Right. Um. But one of the things that you and I were talking about earlier was when I was talking about all the sex I had on my vacation. You were <laughs> like, "Oh, great, nice for you." Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, was and you were like, "Bitter much?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you talked about your experience, which was, "I will, uh, I will allow you to," which is like express. Yeah, as dry as the Sahara Desert. <laughs> but no. because of like life stuff, it is, and yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a reflection on. Um, either uh, myself nor my partner it's more just that so my my daughter has been going through some um stuff and being fearful at night and um you know when I was a kid I would get scared at night and my mother was really my, my dad was always like no one sleeps in here bah! you know flipping out or whatever and my mama would override that and be like you know no like she was really kind about that when I was really mm-hmm. scared and she could see that I was just like this real fear and she would create this little pallet next to her Aww. on the floor like you know she would put little cushions and things and make it so that it was comfortable and then she would like hold her hand over the bed and hold my hand Aww. and Good um mama. yeah and so like for a while for the last couple of weeks and you know I know there are a lot of people who be like that's not healthy blah 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 I don't oh, care whatever. I just I go with what my parenting instinct tells me to do mm-hmm. um and she's been sleeping on a pallet on the floor and it's been really helpful to her um, in terms of her anxiety throughout the day and whatever. She's, mm. she's experiencing some you know, anxiety and fear. So anyway, that's been happening. Of course that needs to happen. Of course that's a good thing to do for my child. But it means that um, you know, as, as a person who works full-time and um, with a partner who's a full-time student and a part-time worker and mm. um, there's not a lot of time other than you know, at night when Audrey's asleep. Yeah. Um, it, but that's not possible when she's at night sleeping next to our bed. So. Yeah, there, uh, there is there. That's the thing about about sexual intimacy is you know everything we're we're sort of taught or is is given to us from media or like Hollywood or whatever suggests that you know all you know all sex is hot and is you know and should happen and if it's not happening there's something wrong and. And it's just not how life goes, Mm-mm. you know? Life yeah. is just way more complicated than that. And that's just like like a really reasonable dry spell that you're in, you know? It is, totally. It is reasonable. And there's no, there's no, it's not like there's this blame thing or this like, you know, I, you know, one of us isn't desirable or one of mm. us isn't feeling desire. Or it's not like anything that's like any more complex than, it's not even complex. It's just mm-hmm. what it is. It's like, yeah, our child needs this thing yeah, and she gets it. Yeah, has to come first. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and so therefore... There's not a lot of time or availability yeah. for us to have 
sex. <laughs> uh, very quickly, uh, we just got a text, and I wanted to say it. Just wanted to send the Veterans Crisis Line along with the suicide line. That's Please, good. Please, thank you. 1-800-273-8255. Yeah, and I actually, thank you for that. I actually need to post some numbers on our site because we talked before about a whole variety of things and different numbers, uh, uh, local numbers, mm. like the Women's Crisis yeah. Line in Portland, which I really have a huge amount of respect for those people, and I'm working with them right now about some stuff with women um, losing from prison. They're really wonderful mm. people. So I need to look that up. But if I, I'll find it by the end of the show, um, but also we'll post that. We'll post some of these numbers on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, so I want uh, to go back to your story and what you're dealing with right now. I have a lot of clients who uh, come to me, particularly when you've got like young children, uh, people with young children and it's really easy for the sex to fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's really... So in other words, what I'm saying is it's really easy for, for instance, what's happening to you guys right now to then just stay on that path and just not even come back together. Right. And so um, it takes effort, you know? It takes effort. You got... you. It's like at some point, once the timing is right, it's important to um, to turn back to each other. And also there's, um, I mean, I have so much to say on this topic and I'll talk more about it another time when there's, when there is more time, but there's so much that happens around people's libidos as well and expectations that people have. Like I have so many couples that come to me and, and they're like, well, you know, so-and-so's libido is higher than mine and mine is over here. And that's why, you know, and it's just kind of like, nah, it's just, Mm -hmm. first of all, it changes throughout life. Mm -hmm. Uh, secondly, there's no normal. Mm-mm. It's all normal mm-hmm. around whatever your libido is. Uh, you don't have. I have so. Ma- I especially have so many men who are like, my libido's, out, you know, off, out of control, off the chain. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, it's actually Come just really normal. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and and then also there's this thing where, uh, particularly with women, where um, women get really, you know, there's no better way to say this than really like like so often like women around their sexual selves we just get this sort of like ground down around it because there's just so much like like harassment and abuse and and messages and just and and so much crap that just doesn't support women to be like safe really inside of their sexual desire right and so and then you know all the things that happen and all the ways in which it's and then when really you do express voice. yourself like later on when that person that you've expressed yourself with and they really wanted you to when they no longer you know desire or need you or want you mm-hmm. then they say terrible things about yes how you did that or, that's right you know I mean that's just really common mm-hmm. really common yeah so it's hard it's, it's hard to stay grounded when you're getting so many messages mm-hmm. from all around you exactly that are that are really negative about what who you are and what you are Exactly. Or what you want or whatever. Yes. Yeah. That is right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then and then in in couples, like, you know, it becomes such an issue that then it becomes there's like so much pressure around it that uh, it's like too much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often too, like the like old patterns come into play where people just sort of do the same thing in when you know you're sleeping side by side with the same person every night for years and years and years and years uh when you do have sex it's the exact same thing right every time because that's the path of least resistance right like we know that this is cool with us so we'll just do this and get it done and go to bed right 
right yeah. i know this gets you off this way and this gets me off this way right. and so and then they make it all about getting off which is actually just you may as well just masturbate right although i mean i will say like there are there is something that is part of sexual intimacy too though sure sometimes for sure because i you know knowing my partner the way that i do like sometimes i actually feel like grateful that we know so much about what we enjoy and what Mm -hmm. works for us together that in fact if it is is if there isn't like a huge amount of time to invest i don't have to go through the whole thing that's true of like the you know discovering or, or trying to figure it out we know no, that's that is true, and, and actually, that's part it of is our sexual intimacy. absolutely. No, I agree with you. I, I didn't, and I didn't mean to, it to sound that way. Absolutely, that's a part of it. But I think the the um, my concern step comes in when it's only that, right? Or yeah, and if it's it, because then if you're talking about just kind of phoning it in, because you know that mm-hmm. this works without, you know needing anything else or or yeah I mean I, th- I think phoning it in is what I'm thinking that you mean mm-hmm. where you're just like let's just do this thing you do this it's kind of like I think I've told you this before and I've talked about this on the show maybe even that like when I was an escort um, part of the reason why it stopped working for me to be an escort was because I really wanted my own sexuality back mm. and in the beginning I had my own sexuality and it was very very separate from my work mm. um, and eventually it just there was no it was very blurred and there was no solid uh boundary that anymore. makes a lot of sense and and when i as an escort i had a routine yes. <laughs> it was like this and then it goes like this and then it goes like that and yeah. and i had to do it that way because otherwise i was giving far too much i didn't have as much enough of myself to give to each individual person mm. in this very specified way mm-hmm. right um unless i got to know them and they became regular people that i hung out with but for the most part there was this thing that i would do and i knew how to do it and it was good and I started feeling like when I was having my own sex in my own life, separate from that, that I was going through those motions, mm, you know? Interesting. And once that happened, I was like, wow, this is really not good for me anymore. Yeah. This has started, to, this has started, this has taken over my own sexuality, which is a huge, important part of my life. Yeah. 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 So yes, that can be dangerous. Uh, I want to remind everybody to text us, uh, you can text us at 971-220-5979. Um, there's still a little bit more time if you wanted to call at 503-233-7929. But uh, if you want to text, again, 971-220-5979. We're going to take uh, one more break, and we'll be back soon with Casual Sex. Thank you. 
We're back with casual sex. And you can text us tonight at 971-220-5979. Um, I love that song, by the way. Yeah, I do too. I want to say really quickly before we continue with this conversation, um, I had mentioned the Women's Crisis Line um, in Portland earlier. It's now called, I forgot they had changed it. It's called Call to Safety. Um, uh, it's a national hotline, but they have, um, you know, individualized um people for each town so um the number is 1-888-235-5333 and their website um is really interesting because they have all kinds of they have like a safety planning and technology component um around the monitoring of your uh internet etc so um that's at called the safety.org good thanks um we got a text my husband and I have been using coconut oil as lube for years, but we want to upgrade to something better. Do you have suggestions? Um, so what's so funny is during the break, Leslie and I were like, oh, well, we don't need lube. We're all like, we're like, oh, we don't need that. We didn't say it like we that. No, but that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, <laughs> well, aren't we, aren't we lucky? I, although I, I do. I, have just, I mean, it's like Niagara Falls. Yeah, right. That's, that's what I mean. But it won't but always be, probably. Probably. And also, for me, I was thinking, well, I do need lube for anal sex because so often I have them. Like, okay, fa- fine. <laughs> Basically, like, anything I have to do with with people that doesn't involve my personal sexual pleasure, I'm like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so attractive. Yeah, I'm very, yeah. That's why the men's love me. <laughs> that's why they're beating down the door. Exactly. <laughs> um... Yeah, but I do know, I mean, the only thing I know, I mean, I coconut oil, I've never actually even heard of as a lube. It's you know, good, yeah. Is it? Okay. I mean, it's coconut oil, so, I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, solid at room temperature, so that's good. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, so, I mean, no trans or saturated fats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but water-based, of course, is the only thing. The only thing that I really know for sure is that water-based is better than anything else because of the mm. friction and stickiness. Factor. Yes, yes. Otherwise, right. I don't know. In terms of upgrading, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know enough about lube either. But you know who would? Shebop. Shebop. That's where you go. That's go to Shebop. That's a store run by women for Excellent women. Excellent sex Shebop. shop here yep. in town. Check them out. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can text us as well with your questions and comments and thoughts about anything, including lube or anal sex or anything you want. Although I think we've just pretty much summed up that we don't know much about lube. But maybe somebody else wants to say something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. So that's how you could text us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So right. So sexual intimacy we were talking about, and how over time, you know, there's usually that that uh, it's like a a curve in which you start off hot and heavy, and then things slow down. And so often with women, um, that at least women that come to me to my office, they like they start off hot and heavy, and then at some point they they feel like they don't even have access to their sexual selves anymore. Interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Mm. And actually, I you know I have a theory about it, which is that so often because women at when you know, when you're young, growing up, and we're coming into our sexual selves, uh, there is there's so there's pretty much there's nothing out there that gives us um a, a voice or an avenue for our set for our own sexual selves and everything that has to be based on male desire and ma- male desire for us and our entire sexual desire gets defined by male desire mm-hmm. so what happens is so often women will um get really good at performative sex which mm. you know in order to give men what they want in mm-hmm. order to you know 
get into relationships with them or wanting to be with them and then when it and then once they've you know settled into a relationship with this person they still don't really they still haven't built any clear access to their own sexual selves and their own sexual desires right i see this all the time I've seen it a hundred times. I've, if, I've, if I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> I've seen it a thousand times. Yep. That's not really how that goes. I don't know how it goes. That makes sense. I mean, I, I, I understand certainly how that would work. I think mm-hmm. that there's also this conversation that people are having oftentimes, and um, like from that uh, This American Life I was listening to earlier, the, mm-hmm. the five women are talking about sex, sexuality as currency for women. Yes, very and, much so. And you see oftentimes throughout history these places in which women have used sexuality as a means to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or to just experience place, having place. And there will be people who will say, oh, that is not right. And it's like, really? Well, if that's all you have, what do right. you... <laughs> right, when we're um, given so little power. Yeah. And actually, uh, we're given a I'm ton not, of power around uh, that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, most of us, that's all we have. Certainly, there's a lot of things that we have. But of there, course, there, but throughout history have been many situations where, in fact... And there's actually not a ton of power in terms, not real power, like economic no. power. No, or, but know? I mean, it's not, I, I guess I'm, I'm comparing it to like historically, like during times when in fact women were property and. Right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, obviously things are but, better. But um, <laughs> they're better than that. Right. But yeah, I mean, there still isn't a lot of power and I still don't judge women for using sex as currency. I mm-hmm. just don't because it's been set up that way. Yes. For, and, and it's a legacy as we've talked about before on the show and it takes a long time to, um, break the cycle of legacy exactly as we have talked generations. about generations often yes here's a text i'm a hetero woman in my 30s and i'm with carrie i'm selfish af my pleasure first please <laughs> <laughs> well fair enough i mean not to i don't want to you know i do enjoy i enjoy giving pleasure as part of but i guess it kind of gets wrapped around inside of that that's what that's what gives me pleasure too yeah i feel like what you're saying is that both are important yeah and not just yours first and then if there's something left over for i don't me. even want first and like then, you're not just a seal going ur, 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 you know <laughs> yeah exactly got any leftover sardines yeah no <laughs> like, i want right yeah. and i don't like the whole idea of like you know I'll, I'll 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 come first and then you come i don't this is part of what I'm talking about with the whole well, because that becomes very th- in the head then too. Yes, I just I just want experiences. I want I want intimacy. I want like real connection, uh, and then whatever happens happens around actual or- orgasms. But there's well, it's kind of like the theater precedence that when you're on stage with an ensemble working with people, mm-hmm. if you if your job is to make the other person look good, mm-hmm. and if everyone makes that their job, that mm-hmm. you make the person this re- reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Just I said that wrong. Um, in your dynamic on stage, if if reciprocity, how can why can I say it? reciprocity? reciprocity mm-hmm. Um, and making the other people on stage look good is your goal, and everyone's doing that, then everyone comes out looking great. Yeah, and I think that that's the same thing in sex. If you are really focused on being with that person and being like literally being there with them, and that is where your focus is mm-hmm. and what's working for them and like what's working for you together, mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about. You know, did you come? Do I come? Do we get right? You know, is there time for me to come? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we only have ten minutes left. Let's make sure we like even this out. Like and that yeah. seems very intellectualized and and yep. uh, and not sexy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, but and there is and actually there is something about um, uh, about give like giving another person pleasure and that 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 being you know there's there's pleasure actually at times for me doing things that I don't even particularly overly want to do because I know how much pleasure it gives the other person. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's a super turn on. That's what I'm, that's what yeah. I, that's the anal sex thing really 
is that I get, you know, it freaks me out. I get scared every time. But then I'm always like, fine, because, you know, <laughs> because I want I want him to have pleasure. And I, and I want and I want him to have that particular type of pleasure. And I want to be the one that gives it to him. Yeah. There's that, too. Yeah. Uh, just a few more minutes. You can text us 971-220-5979. Uh, just a few more minutes for that. We'd love to hear any last things you might have to say about anything that we've talked about tonight or anything new, I suppose. Um, but uh, uh, we also, I should let everybody know that we, you can email us throughout the week if you have like a longer, more sort of, I don't know, intensive thing or, or more of a story or something you want to share. You can email us at advice at xray.fm and we will read your email on air and and speak to it and give you lots of thought uh, and conversation about that. And can I just say something that's kind of a disclaimer about something that we just talked about real yeah, quick? Because yeah. I have a, some discomfort around it. When What you were just saying, like, I know you really well and I know us. And so when you were saying the thing of, like, I feel fear about something, but I do it because I want to give pleasure. That's a very, what she's saying is a very different thing than doing something that you're actually uncomfortable with and literally don't want to do right. because you want to because someone because you feel pressured to no, do so. No, I actually so. want to do so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, like, I won't do it. I, I really like and I never feel pressured. Right, like when, she, make when, clear. when Carrie says she's feeling like some fear around it, she's still inside of something that she wants to do. I'm actually enjoying the fear a little bit. Yeah, see, it's, it's all <laughs> kind of wrapped up in something. There's no. It's yeah. not like she's saying, "Well, I don't. I really don't want this, but I'll do it because this person wants it." And so I, I need. I'm do. I'm just here to please. Like that's different. Like going yeah. against your comfort zone and doing something you really don't want to do or extremely fearful of, and that doesn't feel good to you. That's right. That's not the same thing. No, it's not. And I would do not encourage that. No, and also there's something complicated in there for me about pleasing as part of something I enjoy right. and and in. in increases my own sexual experience right and that is it's complicated and i imagine that there is some internalized stuff there sure everyone uh, has internalized you know? stuff but that's that's something that's but a it's complex, still my choice that's a complex thing that's inside of something that you still want to do yes that you're exactly. making a choice to do exactly and you're not doing it because you're pressured to do so yes and those are two very different things and so i want to just make that really clear exactly yeah and on that note, let's talk about um, let's uh, let's talk about takeaways really quickly because uh, we only have a uh, little less than a minute. So, um, uh, when talking dirty, make statements such as "I like it when you do this" or "I'm going to do that," um, and learn how to navigate <laughs> degradation in a healthy way. Well, yeah, then that's some of what actually we were just speaking to a yeah, little bit with my own were. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what else? All sex, drives. All sex drives are more or less normal. Let's lessen the shame, the stigma. I would say, like, stop pathologizing mm-hmm. libido. Um, it's different for everyone, and it's uh, normal for sex to fluctuate in partnerships. Yeah, and related to that, you don't have to have sex three times a day like me on vacation. It's perfectly <laughs> normal to have sex as many times as you want. Maybe vacation means you don't have it at all. Right, exactly. For Yeah, exactly. It might be a nice break. <laughs> you so all right we'll be back next week to talk more about sex and relationships we'll see you next